Kurt looks down at a set of keys on the ground. They were invisible only moments before, turning visible the instant they dropped from his hand. He is having trouble processing his thoughts and remembering which keys he has tried. He and Jet are invisible, behind a locked gate, and he's not even sure if this keyring goes to this lock. A Computrex van is pulling up to the check-in window, and the guards are now realizing they've been tricked. Jake, one of the guards, has begun searching the docks with his weapon drawn. He is cautiously making his way to the gate. More guards, or perhaps the police, could be on their way now. One thing is certain in Kurt's mind. He and Jet are trapped, and time is running out. Kurt, pick up the keys. Come with me. I start running towards the barge. I look over at the guard. I walk over and grab the keys as quick as I can. I walk towards where I think Jet is, looking around confusedly. I touch him. Oh. The guard's head snaps to the gate, thinking he heard something. I start running towards the gate. Rudy! Rudy! Where are my stim packs? What the hell are you talking about, Rudy? Go, go on, get out of here. As I talk to the guard, I make my way to the guard post. I'm looking for Rudy. Where are my stim packs? I start banging on the side of the building. I want to speak to Rudy. Pull him away from this area, Hess. I'm trying, Kurt. In the distance, partially behind a dumpster, Drager pulls out his gun and watches. I continue banging on the door, ready to barge in when he opens it. The guard looks at the computer repair van driver, who has pulled up and rolled down his window. Hey, is she with you? They've got nothing to do with this. I need to see Rudy, and I need to see him right now. Go get Unibrow over there. He knows Rudy. Get him over here. He's busy. I don't give a frag. You bring him over here. Look, the police are already on their way. You just wait here, and we'll get this all sorted out. It should be here any minute. We don't need the police involved. I just want to talk to Rudy. I track the police. I look around in the docks and see if there's something I can use as a diversion. Kurt sees an orange cone at the end of the dock. While Jet is observing the scene and looking around for options, she accidentally hits a chain with her foot. Shit. Jake once again looks over. I see the guard looking over and I attempt to stealth my way to the end of the dock where the cone is. Kurt successfully makes it to the cone undetected, though Jake has begun to slowly approach the dock that Kurt and Jet are on. On the sides of the dock, metal stairs descend to bobbing mooring platforms. I grab the cone and throw it at the metal stairs. Jake is definitely on high alert now, walking towards the noise on the docks, eyes glued to where he heard the sound. Kurt and Jet lie prone, partially hanging from the docks. Kurt and Jet never had an opportunity to learn how to swim. Should they fall off the side into the turbulent waters below, the chill of the Pacific Ocean would likely be the last thing they ever feel. The shifting ocean behind them adds to their camouflage. As Jake walks past them and down the metal steps to investigate the cone, Kurt and Jet quickly stand up and hurry back to the gate. I begin to walk away, keeping everything in sight. The guard is perplexed, looking at Hez as she departs. I return to my vehicle and get ready to start her off. Just to the side of the guard building, Kurt and Jet have returned to the gate. Kurt tries a different key to no avail. Okay. Kurt, unable to see his hands or the keys clearly, drops the keys again. Ah, oh, goddammit. I pick them up. I go for it again. Jet, I probably only have a couple more tries at this. If not, we're gonna have to take this guy out. 
again. The key turns and the lock opens. All right, I got it open, guys. Jack, can you help me open this? From the dock, Jake sees the gate open by itself. He begins jogging towards it. On the other side of the gate, still hidden behind a dumpster in the distance, Drager puts his gun away and gets on his motorcycle alongside Hez. I slip through as fast as I can. I run to Drager's motorcycle. I hop on the back of Hez's motorcycle, ready to take off. Once Drager and Hez feel their invisible passengers on the back, they start their engines. I shred rubber down the street. Drager and Hez park in front of Riddick's cafe. Everyone dismounts the motorcycles. Oh, that was close. And you guys know how to get this disguise off? I start tugging at the disguise on my face. The disguise pulls, stretches, and rips in certain spots. Now you, you, uh, you might want to do that in the bathroom, in front of a mirror. Oh, okay. I go into the restaurant feeling a little bit self-conscious. I'm looking at the back of Kurt's head, wondering why his face is melting. I head into the restaurant. Was there nothing in your kit that would take that off? It's a good call, Hez. Kurt, you should head to the bathroom. Please. Hey, do you know where the bathroom is? Restrooms for customers only. Are you planning on eating here? I'm starving. And my friend had a bird crap on his face. Can he go to the bathroom, please? Yeah. It was a big bird. A very... Very big bird. Okay. The bathroom's in the back right over there. I had to where he pointed. I slumped down to the corner of the booth. I'm tired. We'll look at the waiter. Can I get a whole pot of soy calf? Simply water for me, thank you. I study my face in the mirror. Temporarily creeped out. I open up my bag and look for anything that could help me get my disguise off. He sees little squares of fabric and a small bottle of makeup remover. I take the makeup remover and I dump it on one of the fabric squares and then I apply that to my face. The makeup remover has a strong chemical smell and stings Kurt a little as he practically soaks uh, his face in it. Ah. Uh. Feeling the burn on my uh, face, I splash it with water. I scrub my face down and look at the mirror. Oh, that wasn't so bad. And then I leave the bathroom and head over to the others. Looking not quite so doughy. Did you guys order already? Yeah. Waiter, I'd like to order. Shh. Rude as. Come on, Shh. The waiter looks up, puts down what he's doing, and walks over. Yes, sir? Um, I'd like... Uh... Uh... Traeger, what'd you have? Soy calf, man. I'll get one of those, and... Jet, what did you get? Four eggs and a piece of toast. And what she had. I'll get, I'll get both. Okay, I'll be right back. I look at Kurt across the table, and then at the hot sauce. I nod to him. Kurt, put this in your bag. Okay, I see no problem with that. Is this good for removing makeup, Jet? No, but it's delicious on Kurt eggs. Kurt palms the hot sauce. He deftly slips it up his sleeve in a quick, nonchalant motion just as the waiter arrives. Here you go. Two soy calf, two waters. 
I'm sipping on my soy calf. So we scoped out and nearly got caught at Toxic Beach. Oh yeah, you noticed that too? Yeah, yeah, that was close. Rab Rat isn't around. I want to be productive. I pull out the things I palmed from the guard post. Maybe this can help. Yeah, you found a key, didn't you? I got this set of keys and a photo ID. I examine it. It belongs to Dirk Handley. He's a human with light blonde hair, freckles, and a goofy grin upon his face. Kurt holds up the ring of keys. This is the one that opened the gate. Should we mark it in some way? That's a good idea. I put my disguise bag on the table and start rooting through it. I grab a marker and I mark the key that opened the gate. So that might come in handy. I'm sure it will. Excellent. What does this guy do, the the one on the ID? Does it say his title? It just says security. So we don't know who this guy is, but maybe I can impersonate him. That's possible. Do we also know whether uh, the, the security at this dock is on high alert now because of the incident earlier? Is that something we can find out from the Matrix? I can Ez check. extends the direct neural interface cable from her cyberdeck and attaches it behind her ear. I tap into the data streams all around me, picking up bits and pieces of what I can about what happened earlier. I wave my hand in front of Hez's eyes and she doesn't blink. This is maybe a weird request, but I'd also like to learn how to throw. And that last mission, throwing would have been really helpful, but I could barely knock a cone down the stairs. I'm not finding anything about it on the Matrix. The waiter arrives with eggs and toast. I move my bag out of the way. Thanks. Is there anything else I can get for you? No, thank you, sir. You've been wonderful. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. All right. Um, sir, could we also have some hot sauce, please? Oh, someone must have taken it from the table. I'll just grab one from over here. There you go. Perfect. I throw some hot sauce in my soy calf and guzzle my cup. Oh, <clears throat> oh yeah, that's, that's a way to wake up in the afternoon. Knowing that they won't be ordering anything else, everyone slots their cred sticks to pay for their meals. They continue to eat while discussing contacts and where else they could go to pick up illicit items should Rabrat be unavailable again. So. There was a couple of guys I met on my first day here. Um, one was named Dax and the other Rico. Dax helped smuggle me out and Rico gave me a box to bring to Elrond. What do you mean, smuggle you out? Out of the arcology. I came from an arcology, I'm not sure why. And the last thing that I remember was waking up in a trunk and Dax was the one who welcomed me into this new reality. So wait. Wait, you woke up in a trunk? Yeah, I did. So people could be after you? Yeah, I don't know. This is all illuminating news. And you don't remember why you left? No. What do you remember? I remember before that, it's very fuzzy. I remember my body being transferred in the middle of the night from somewhere to the car. And I couldn't, I couldn't move. It's like I was paralyzed. I felt like I was dead, but clearly I was alive. Oh yeah, that happens every day. So, you were paralyzed, you woke up in a trunk, this guy Dax 
How well do you know Dax? Is Dax a good guy? He seemed good. He gave me all my gear. He gave me my sin. He sent me on my way. I'm not dead. All right. Did he ever say... Did he ever say not to go back to him again, or what? Can you go back to him for other help? Yeah, he didn't say. Hmm. All right. He just sent me on my way. Said he was going the opposite direction. So he might not even be in the city anymore. No, he could be gone. I'm not sure. But this guy, Rico, who I stopped by, he's going to be around, and he seemed like a good guy. He gave me some drugs. Yeah, that sounds like a great guy. That's nice of him. Well, it's worth a shot, at least. Can you contact him on your comlink? I open up my comlink looking for his contact information. Wait, Kurt, is this a good idea? I mean, we don't know why he took you out of where you, you were. We don't know who he is. Rico didn't take me out. Rico helped me get on my feet once I got here. Do you feel you can trust these two people? As much as I can trust any of you. Fair point. I mean, they didn't kill him or rob him, so... I mean, we need equipment, and I'm not sure we have very many other options. Rab Rat's nowhere to be found. We should give it a go. We can handle it if it goes bad. All right. I call Rico. Hello? Hey, Rico, it's Kurt. Kurt, yeah. I see you in my contacts. Uh, where do I know you from? Refresh my memory. That's funny you saying that. I'm the guy who doesn't have any. Oh, Kurt, Kurt. You're the guy from the Wuxing Arcology. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah. Um, what can I do for you? Need any more of that powder you tried while you were here? Uh, no, but I need some other items. Um, my friends here and I are about to do a job, and we need some equipment. I lay my hand on Kurt's arm. Maybe you don't want to be too specific here. I'm thinking specifically silencers. Whoa, 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 yeah. I think I might have some Cyberdeck fan silencers. As for the rest of the equipment, maybe you should come over and we can discuss it in person. Yeah, that's cool, but I'm... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's not what a silencer is. Oh, God. I shake my head. Just... Come over to discuss the equipment in person. Okay, that sounds good. Um, let me let me commiserate with my team. You going to be bringing friends over? Uh, yeah. Good, reliable people. I mean, I'm guessing it's no one I know. They are associates of Eleron, guy that you do know. You know what? Kurt covers the Comlink's receiver. He wants to meet us somewhere. Where would be a good place, and when when would be a good time? What about the black jug? Kurt uncovers the receiver. How about the black jug? Uh, yeah, sure. It's a bit farther than I usually like to go. But since we haven't done any official business before, I suppose I could go out there. Kurt once again covers the receiver. Is tonight good? Jet is still a little woozy from spellcasting earlier, and Hez is still feeling the lingering effects of the harmful feedback she experienced while hacking the computer mainframe at the docks. To be frank, I could use some rest. Can we meet tomorrow night? Kurt uncovers the receiver. How about tomorrow night? We, uh, have been a bit busy, and we could use some rest. Tomorrow night at the Black Jug? Say... Six? Sure. Six six okay with everybody? Six is good. All right. Great. Okay. See you then. Bye. Patrons have access to the extended cut of this episode, featuring two extra minutes of audio. 
Elsa Drager. Why don't you tell me more about yourself? All I know is that you're a budget cut. That's a nice way of putting it. I mean, how long were you working for the Go Zeros? Is it just you? Are you responsible for anyone else? I, I want to learn how to throw. All right, Junior, I'll take you to the backyard and teach you how to throw. Come on. Game Mastering and Narration by Paul Greenleaf. Drager is played by Marcus Freeman. Jatangeline is played by Mackenzie Paulus. Kurt is played by Chris Tomaso. Yes. Is played by Torvald Tempestus. Additional voices by Joseph Carey, Paul Greenleaf. Editing, arrangement, original music, and production by Paul Greenleaf. For more story, character details, production notes, and how to support Sonic Realms, please visit sonicrealmspodcast.com. To learn more about the world of Shadowrun, visit shadowrun.com and shadowruntabletop.com. The Tops Company, Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company, Inc. has granted permission to Sonic Realms to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with Sonic Realms in any official capacity whatsoever. All other works mentioned in the podcast are the property of their respective owners. Original content of the Sonic Realms podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 unported and share-like license. If you use any part of the show, please credit Sonic Realms. And hey, thanks for listening. Oh, hey, and if you could just, you know, leave a review over there, that would be pretty, pretty great. Why am I whispering?